Fidio, who's a professor of political economy at the School of Oriental and African Studies in London. How likely does he think it is that she can persuade people at this stage? I think this will be extremely unlikely. Once Dilma Rousseff is effectively out of office, President Michel Temer will attempt to expand his own supporting coalition in Congress. The country has already been effectively without a government for several weeks. Now, it will technically continue to be headed by an interim president for a few more weeks. And I find it difficult to believe that senators will change their minds and wish to put President Rousseff back in power. That is just, I believe, not going to happen. So what is the process? The Senate now effectively becomes a court, does it? The Senate becomes a court. It will be presided, the trial will be presided by the uh, chair of the Supreme Court. This is absolutely exceptional for this uh, kind of situation only. And there will be a judgment of of the president. There will be a case for the prosecution, a case for the defence, and the senators will uh, vote. And that will be the end. If the required two-thirds of the Senate votes for the impeachment of the president, Rousseff will no longer be president of Brazil. Vice President Temer will become the president, uh, effectively. Otherwise, President Rousseff comes back. Is this a crisis for Dilma Rousseff, her government, the Workers' Party, or is it for the whole political system in Brazil? It is a crisis for the whole political system of Brazil. It is also a constitutional crisis of an absolutely unprecedented gravity. The Brazilian constitution that was decided by a constituent assembly in 1988, embedded in itself a contradiction between a very progressive, very advanced aspiration to build a Swedish-style welfare state in the country, uh, on the one hand, and on the other hand, uh, it embedded neoliberal economic policies that restricted heavily the economic role of the state. And in addition to this contradiction, it included a political system that is profoundly dysfunctional, leading to and rewarding the fragmentation of the political system. So at this point in time, we have 25 political parties in Congress, not representing by and large different ideologies, but they are vehicles for business affairs. Is there a will to change this system? I think there is an increasing perception that the system is dysfunctional, but the form of change that would have to be approved by Congress, technically, through a constitutional amendment. This is not going to happen unless the political crisis becomes much deeper than it already is. Much deeper than impeaching the president. Where would would that be? That will depend on the reaction on the streets. If the country becomes effectively ungovernable, then you might have a reaction at the level of parliament. But if it is possible to patch up this very deep crisis, then I believe that will be the option that Congress will take. Briefly, what would you say Brazil will look like in five years' time, if you were to hazard a guess? I think the likelihood is that it will be a country emerging from a deep political trauma and a deep economic crisis. But at the moment, it is very difficult to see how both are going to play out, both the political resolution and the economic advancement of the country. It's now in the deepest recession in recorded history. 
And that was Professor Alfredo Saad Filio from the School of Oriental and African Studies in London. I'm looking at an image of a, a room. There's a number of journalists waiting for Jilma Rousseff to make her comments. Uh, she hasn't spoken just yet. When she does, and indeed if she doesn't, we'll still be heading back to Brasilia to get an update on the situation there from our correspondents. So stay with us here on NewsHour. Now, it's almost two years since the militants of the Islamic State group turned their attention and their firepower on Iraq's Yazidi minority, killing the men who refused to renounce their religion and taking thousands of women and girls captive before systematically raping them. It's estimated that 2,000 women are still being held. But what about those who have escaped or been freed? What help are they being given? Well, some are attending the first specialised clinic for Yazidi women, which opened recently in Iraqi Kurdistan. Dr Jamal Tofik is a psychotherapist and the only man who works there. We opened this uh, clinic about six months. How the idea is coming to have a hospital to keep the patient for a long time? Because... The life in the camp, you know...